Anyway, if you would turn to your Bibles this morning to uh, Psalms 119, verse 113. Psalms 119, we're going to start here in verse 113. <clears throat> and if we would stand for the reading of God's Word, Psalms 119, starting in verse 113. He says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. Depart from me, you evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Uphold me according to thy word that I may live, and, that, and let me not be ashamed of my hope. Hold thou me up, and I shall be safe, and I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Thou hast trodden down all them that are error from thy statutes, and their deceit is falsehood. Thou sittest, Thou puttest away all the wicked of the earth like the dross, dross. Therefore I love thy testimonies. My flesh tremble for the fear of thee, and I'm afraid of thy judgments. If we could pray over it. Steve Helms, would you mind praying over the word of God? Amen. You may be seated. You know, it says out here, you know, it talks about how importance of God's word. And right here in Psalms 119, the very first verse there, 113 that we read, it says, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. I mean, you know, you heard that saying, keep an open mind, keep an open mind. You don't understand, if you keep an open mind, the, all, with all the mass media and everything that's going on there, they can dump a bunch of clutter into your mind. You know that? I mean, keeping an open mind just opens up for all kinds of things. I like that song, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything. Amen? That's why. And it's that, you know, that, you know, the Super Bowl's coming up, right? And they spend millions of dollars on advertisement. And it's interesting. They don't do that for no, no reason at all. They keep that advertisement. You know, they produce a need where there was no need before. And so vain thoughts that they law do I love. Ecclesiastes 1 2 says, Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanity, all is vanity. You know, there's a, there is a war going on for the minds of Christians. There's a battle going on for your mind out there. I mean, not just for the world, but also for Christians. There's a battlefield going on. And society has become so perverse, so corrupt, that, you know, judgment, judgment, the only thing that's going to halt the decay that we see in the society around us. And judgment will come. It's coming to pass. There's no reason to think that it's not going to come again. It will come. The Bible's warned you over and over again that God is not going to put up with all this stuff that we see going on continually forever and ever. Uh, one of the examples there in the flood in Genesis 6-5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And God said, can point, he said, that's it. It comes to a point, no more. And John says there in 1 John 5, 19, And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. But the question is, does the church know that? Does the church really realize that? I mean, you look at Christians and churches around, and around you see all this stuff, they're letting homosexuality and everything else just come out, come on in to the churches and everything. They're allowing priests and ministers of all kinds of a, whatever they believe. It's just they begin to look more and more like the world every day. 
And I wonder if the church itself realized the wickedness that's around them. As they get more and more, they see it, and they get used to it, seeing it around them. You know, I don't think so, not spiritually. It says in Revelation 3.17, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. Nakedness. Naked. You know what? The world's a mess out there. And a lot of people are concerned what's going on. But you know, God has a proven antidote for this mental turmoil that you may be going through. It's Isaiah 26.3. That will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. That's where our mind has to be, amen? Not in all the clutter, not all the vain thoughts of things that are going on out there. Keep our minds on him. And for 2022, the spirit of confusion will gain momentum because the words of God have lost its influence among the saved people of the world. You know, Jesus said it pretty, pretty well. He says, The people draweth nigh with me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. You know, the same thing back in 587 B.C. Ezekiel said the same thing practically in 33, verse 31. And they come unto me, unto thee as the people cometh. And they set before thee as my people. And they hear my thy words, and they will, but they will not do them. For with their mouth they show much love, but their heart goeth after their covenants. You know, that becomes their God, does it not? Their covenants. Oh, because they say, I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Can you imagine somebody telling the Lord, I am okay. Hey, what do I need from you? I mean, you can't even imagine that. I mean, how much longer can the church of Jesus Christ remain down here when it loses its saltiness? Amen? Amen. You know, what's inside the mind of God's people? The will of God is for believers to be sanctified your mind. Just saturate it completely with the word of God. Otherwise, how are you going to know if it's from God or from the devil? You know, it says there, Jesus told him, he says, you know what? He said, the devil could, he can deceive the very elect. Took some medication right before I come up. My mouth's getting really dry. So excuse me. But you know, I'll tell you what keeps you on the straight and narrow. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even and dividing asunder the soul and the spirit and the joints and the, and the marrow, and asunder the thoughts and intents of the heart. And it was the word of God we need to get in our lives, amen? We need to divide our life in that with the word of God. It's the filter that filters all the stuff that you hear out there in the word. All the things that are going out there. We need a filter to filter out where, where our thoughts should be. We need God's word. And it says, Hosea 4, 6, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they're not in the word of God. We need to be in that word of God. We need to be reading that word of God. We need to let it be in our mind. Just putting it in there over and over again. You know, David said he here, he said, I hate vain thoughts. You know, and technology is so easy to all of a sudden see all the trash, all the vain thoughts are going on out there. And we got the internet going on, the television, everything just putting out all the vain thoughts. You know, I think about King David. King David, King David was, you know, he got out there and he sang those beautiful hymns to God on his heart. 
He wrote a lot of the new, it's all out there in the book of Psalms. God said, He's a man of my own heart. And he took one look at Bathsheba and he threw all that stuff he knew about God, just threw it out the window. You see how easy it is? See, those believers today, you know, who say they need nothing? Their spiritual eyes are infected with all the love gospel, social gospel, all these modern Bibles that just water down the Word of God. They need discipline in their thought life, just like the athlete who says, hey, I'm getting up at a certain time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend extra hours here where I need to spend it. I'm going to eat the right foods. That's what we as Christians need to do. We need to eat that spiritual food of God's Word. We need to make our discipline in our life and do the things that we need to do. You know, remember the guy Demas in the New Testament? He's right there. He's right there in the New Testament. He's right there with Paul as they're going out reaching, trying to reach people for the Word of God and trying to get them saved. He's out there with Paul and them. You see him showing up over and over again in the New Testament. And the last thing it says about him, Paul writes about him in 2 Timothy 2.10, And Demas have forsaken me and have loved this present world. Man, wouldn't you hate to be that guy? To be written all for all eternity in the Word of God? As you was the guy who left at the very end when he was needed the most? What a shame! Because he loved this present world too much. But Paul has a plan. He has a battle plan for us that we need to take heed of. It says in Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen of me do and the God of peace shall be with you. See how what he said? This is what we need to put in our minds. We need the truth, the purity. Those are the things we need to think about. You know, he says, be careful for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving with let your request be me known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Look at the turmoil and all the division in the body of Christ over this COVID thing that's going on. You know, are we going to take the injection or are we not going to take the injection? You know what? Let me tell you something. That is not going to be an issue at the judgment seat of Christ. Amen? No. Jude 1.3 says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort to you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. You know, Satan would love to have God's people, you know, leave off a war for the souls and start fighting among themselves. I mean, fight over the issue has elevated to, on the Internet to the issue where it almost takes the place of the Holy Spirit of God in, in a lot of the saints' lives. I mean, you know what? Here, right here in the book, right the book right before the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation, right before the book of the Revelation, Jesus says we need to can be contending for the faith. Amen? That's what we need to be contending for. Contending for. You know, my mind can be made to fear by God or it can be made feared by the devil. And I have to determine where that fear is coming from. And then I have to deal with it. You know, our world is full of dangers. I mean, you step out your door, you know what? You don't know what's going to happen. You're only one step from death any time out there in the world. I mean, you can make a choice. You know, scriptures, scriptures there. I mean, the world is full of The scriptures can tame my fears, real or not real. They can still tame them, amen? You know, I still have to get out and pay the bills. I still have to go to the grocery store. 
I can't just hide in my basement. I guess I could, but you can't live your life like that, amen? You can't do it. Paul says in Acts 20, 24, he says, but none of these things move me. Now remember, you think about Paul. They beat him, they whipped him, they threatened to kill him. And he says, none of these things move me. Amen? See where we should be? He says, let none of these things move me, neither count my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and minister that which I received the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Amen? You know, preach that to the selfie generation. Amen? I mean, we live in a materialistic consumer society mindset inundated with thoughts all the time continually. We're bombarded all the time. Because I say I'm rich and increase of note with goods, and I have need of nothing, you know, you cannot grow spiritually if you're given over to vain thoughts. Proverbs 8.13 The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy, and the evil way, and the forward mouth do I hate. You know, Kansas City pride, we can do it. We got it. We're going to do this. We're going to conquer this. It's God we need to look to. Amen. See, we're in a battle until the death, or at least until the rapture, amen? You know, Titus 2.13 says, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen, that's what I'm looking forward to. Are you? Yes. See, but our weapons are not carnal. They're prayer. They're scripture. They're pleading the blood of Christ, right, to beat back the enemy, whatever he might throw at us. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through the God to pulling down the strongholds. That's not Washington, D.C., in case you didn't know, right? The strongholds, he explains in the next verse, casting down the imaginations. That's your mind. You know, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That's your mind. That's your thoughts. Bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You know, you are supposed to do revenge when it's things that you letting you come into your mind. Amen. Get them out of there. There's a stronghold. That is one of the strong. You know, you'll take your mind place. You'll never take your body. Amen. You got to make sure what your mind is pure. Think on those things that are pure and good and just and what they need to be. Put your put the purity things in your mind. Mind, not all the vain thoughts that are flying around out, out there in the world. No sin and the memories connected with it act like an ocean tide that just keeps coming in again and again and again. You know, the motions of our flesh are like the ocean struggle that we struggle with. I look at listen to what it says here in Romans 7 5. And when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work on our members to bring forth fruit unto death. See, the motions of sins, the motions of sins, it didn't, it did not stop with the new birth. I mean, it lost a lot of its power, but that didn't, it's far from being, being, being defeated. It holds onto your thought life. An example is if you're driving a car down the road, and all of a sudden you smash into a brick wall, right? The car stops immediately. Everything inside of it keeps flying forward. Think about that. The moment you got saved, you were immediately translated from the kingdom of God, darkness into the kingdom of God. 
you were on the highway to hell, right? And all of a sudden you trusted Jesus Christ and it stopped. But guess what? The motion of sin kept on going. It did not cease. I mean, hopefully the Holy Spirit, no, thankfully the Holy Spirit of God is like the seatbelt that kept you from flying through the windshield. But your mind needs to be renewed by the power of the scriptures. You know, sin is a motion. It's like swimming against a powerful wave that keeps wanting to pull you back into the depths of Egypt in your thought life. You fight, you swim, or else you're going to drown. And I know when Kelly and I were down at Florida, we took a little vacation there down in Florida this week, this last year. And I know they said, hey, if a big tide catches you and it pulls you out into the ocean, it says the best thing you can do is to swim parallel, parallel with the beach, right? In other words, you, you swim across with it. You know what? With that same way with our thought life, we need to swim towards Christ, amen? Or else it's just going to pull you and drag you right in. You know, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And the word is which. It's not who. I keep, not irritates me when it says who all the time. They want to help God out, I guess. The word is which. It's which. It's the things which you go through with Christ that helps you get through it. You lose, you lose that when you change the word. Amen. But you either can or you cannot. Just like them guys when they were going into the promised land. The ones that said they could, did. The ones that said they couldn't, didn't. Amen. Well, you either can or you cannot. And no Christian needs to be a victim or a trophy of the devil. Not if the word of God is constantly used to pull down vain thoughts and all the high things standing against the knowledge of God. And in 2022, the pressure to think like the lost person is going to eventually intensify. And believers will be told they have rights and they have to stand for those rights. And hopefully the Lord's going to remind them that we're all citizens of heaven. This world is not our home, amen. You know, the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, is not in your Bible. We have to contend for the faith. And I don't see anywhere in the gospel where Jesus Christ was, you know, involved himself in all the political issues of the day or showed antagonism, antagonism against the Roman rule. Your rights can be taken away. The right circumstances come along. You know what? They'll disappear. You know, they make a declaration of a national state of emergency. Your rights can go. You know, as America gets away from the Holy Spirit, Caesar is going to become more oppressive. You will either fear God or you will fear Caesar. That's what it's going to come down to. The devil has gotten millions of Christians fighting over the wrong battle. You know, don't let your eyes drift. Keep them on Christ. Hebrews 2.02, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Glory, amen. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. There's no test of patriotism again at the judgment seat of Christ. And as long as my country allows me to fish for souls and magnify the word of God, I thank God for my citizenship. I thank God for the rights that comes with it. Thank you, Jesus. But remember the difference of the gift versus the giver. America is a gift from God. Remember, this is not your home. And America had forgotten during President Trump the saving the gift from rottening because of the many passions of many. Yeah. What happens, they refuse those vain thoughts 
everything here is vain. It will pass. The love of the Lord is the only luggage you're going to take to you when you go to heaven. And our world is on a collision course, collision course with the Creator. Romans 13, 11. And that, knowing the time that now is high nine, not nine, to wake out of your sleep. For now is your salvation nearer than we believe. Amen. It's not that far. You can't keep looking around and seeing what's going on and saying, whoa, how much more is God going to take? Especially when you see a lot of the churches losing, losing its saltiness. You know, God's long-suffering, but how much more evil will he tolerate before he withdraws this church out of this world and out of the battlefield? You know, it says in Habakkuk 2.3, for the vision is yet for appointed time. God's got an appointment time. Amen. There's an appointment time. He said the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak, it not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. You know, he's right on schedule, boys and girls. Amen. Right on schedule. It may seem like he's tearing to us. You know, how do you handle that situation? Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. What are we going to do while we're waiting for Jesus' return? Well, you and I got a lamp. We need to shine in a dark place, do we not? Use it while you can because I guarantee you things the darkness is going to get even darker. And that means your lights are going to even shine even lighter when you shine them out there in the dark world. Don't be intimidated to shine that light in this dark, dark world that we are in. Amen? Amen. Now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior, I probably should never assume that you see us after the service. And we'll take the Word of God and show you for you know for sure where you're going to go when you die. Amen? When that rapture hit, you want to be, you want to be out of this place. Amen? Amen.